Hello, everyone. It's Paul Aronowitz again, your faculty host from UC Davis School of Medicine. And by now, you've probably noticed that my Bell's palsy has improved to the point where you can hardly tell I have it. And I don't sound like a lopsided basset hound anymore. I probably don't sound very good, but I don't sound like a lopsided basset hound. Anyway, it is my great, great pleasure to introduce our next storyteller, who is Dr. Faith Fitzgerald. You've heard one of her stories on one of our previous story slams, or if you're working your way down the list, you'll hear her again as you work your way down the list on the Mountain Lion site or through iTunes. And by the way, if you can go on iTunes and write a review of these podcasts, we'd greatly appreciate it. It will increase our listenership, as they say on public radio. In any case, Dr. Fitzgerald is one of the truly greatest storytellers I've ever heard in or outside of internal medicine or the field of medicine. She is just an amazing woman and an amazing storyteller. She actually won the ACP, the American College of Physicians Story Slam Contest, at the WHYY studios, oh, it was probably about a year or so ago when they did uh, these stories. And if you haven't seen that story, you can actually go on the American College of Physicians site and get into the whole collection of stories told at the Story Slam. And those are actually video stories, so you can actually see the speakers that are telling the stories, unlike on these meager podcasts. So enjoy, and I hope you can do that when you get a chance. Enjoy this next story. My uh, talk is called The Heartbreak of Psoriasis. This used to be an advertisement for a medicine in commercial magazines that did not work, but the phrase stuck with me. And part of it had to do with a man I knew when I was an intern at San Francisco. And when we first met in the four-bed coronary care unit at Moffitt Hospital, One of my patients was in his early 50s, and I was half of his age. I'd reviewed the chart notes of the intern who had preceded me and who described our patient as having had two cardiac arrests so far. Following his admission to CCU a week before, probably uh, due to coronary disease ischemia, and to make things worse, he also had long, present, and severe psoriasis. He was so unstable, the attending notes from the consultant cardiac surgeons said that he would likely not survive open-heart surgery and neither percutaneous transluminal coronary angioplasty, let alone stenting, existed at the time. The chart notes by the CCU specialty nurses, and this was a very new phenomenon, by the way, the CCU, these nurses hated him. They wrote of him as a problem patient because he was always rude to them. And worse, he was highly educated and articulate. He was a lawyer, and he insulted them with such crafted disdain. (laughs) Several of the nurses had already simply refused to take care of him. When I went to see him in his bed, I quickly became the target of his barbs. He was picking at his total body psoriasis, and blood pooled on his skin with every single scratch. And I smiled at him as I approached, which I hoped would win his favor. But before I could introduce myself, he growled at me. He said, what are you looking at, kid? You have the usual air of sanguinity, optimism, and confidence. But I have way ahead of you. I am sanguinous. I am bloody. I laughed, and he looked surprised. 
What are you laughing at? He snarled at me. The pun, I said, it was quite good. What's it called, he said. What's what called? Bleeding from scratching psoriasis. I was lucky. I'd cared for a patient with psoriatic arthritis uh, two rotations before, so I'd read extensively about it. And I said, thinking very highly of myself, Auschwitz. Sign. Auschwitz was a Nazi-run death camp, he said. That was Auschwitz, not Auschwitz. Auschwitz was German. No, he was Austrian, a Jew, and died in the late 19th century, way before the Nazis even existed. Then he says, some of the nurses here are Nazis. What? (laughs) He sat up and stared menacingly at a passing CCU nurse. She smiled at him and then turned her back on him. She's one, he said. Why do you say that? I said, it's a terrible thing to say. I was getting angry. What has she done that makes you say that? Okay, Katie said, I'll tell you. I know how sick I am. My heart has stopped twice this week. I am afraid. Then she comes and the other nurses come and they tell me I'm okay. I know that isn't true. They're treating me like a child. There, there, dear, you'll be fine. We'll take care of you. They give me a big smile. And when I try to talk to them like a grown man, they make me feel as if they think I'm stupid. When I begin to say angry things, they'd ignore them and try to coddle me some more. They're patronizing me. They're infantilizing me. They're being dishonest. I have no say in my own dying. And when any of them quit as my nurse, it's my fault. So they ask the doctors to try to change my behavior, and the doctors give me lectures about it and warn me that I am responsible if their efforts are in vain. Oh, I said, and I was thinking about that. So we, in the subsequent days, would banter banter at every time I saw him. He would insult me and I would react badly to his insult because he hoped I would. I told him what I thought was medically true, that he would very soon die, but that we would do everything we could to delay his death. His personality did not change, but to me he seemed now to enjoy my visit. His zingers at me grew sharper and more insulting, and I gave a shot or two back to him. Then we'd both laugh. On the morning of the day he died from his final cardiac arrest in the late afternoon, he had talked to me in the morning and thanked me for being his intern and for treating him as a man. I mourned his loss, and odd as it seems, remember him with great affection. Thank you.